You're listening to the Health by Design podcast, and I'm your host, Roar Alexander, wellness architect and functional lifestylist. I spent nearly six years of my life on a journey through the ancient East to bring you the cutting-edge combination of modern Western health sciences blended with the time-proven ancient traditions, principles, and practices that have flourished through thousands of years across countless cultures, peoples, and nations. Join me and my many special guests from all corners of the globe as we aim to help you live stronger, longer, and better. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Health by Design podcast. I'm your host, Roy Alexander. I have a great episode coming up for you today. We're going to be getting to in a few minutes with Dr. Eric Zielinski, or Dr. Z. Uh, and he is the author, or at least co-author, I'm not sure if he's author or co-author because he's with his wife, Mama Z, of a new book called The Essential Oils Diet. It's a brand new book, just came out this first week of May 2019. Um, and he has, as we talk about at the end of the episode, um, you know, go out there and try to grab yourself a copy of the book before May 20th. So I'm going to rush my little butt off to get this uh, podcast out before May 20th because he has a great 60 day challenge that he'll be coming up with that. So we get into all that. But what I really want to talk about really quickly is, you know, uh, essential oils and aromatherapy, the use of essential oils. Uh, you know, it's obviously very popular when it comes to aromatherapy, but not to be confused that it's only aromatherapy. Aromatherapy is using, you know, that, that exactly what it means. It kind of means scent therapy. So you can use our essential oils to do that. You can just use flowers, there's potpourri, there's incense, all that sort of stuff. Anything that has the scent that does something uh, to you, whether, you know, a positive or negative, obviously it's going to be positive if it's a therapy, um, is an aromatherapy. But we're going to talk a lot about that, but we're going to talk about the use of essential oils because um, it's just such a fascinating subject. In fact, the 2018 Global Wellness Summit. Now, for those of you that don't know, the Global Wellness Summit is kind of the, the world's most prestige think tank when it comes to trends in health and wellness. A lot of us have heard kind of in the more trendy kind of commercial circles of uh, the ACSM and every year they, they do their top 10 um, sort of fitness um, trends for the next year. Uh, so kind of their outlook for what's going to be popular when it comes to fitness. But the Global um, Wellness Summit, what they do is they actually look at the top eight total wellness trends and exercises in there usually. But what they did in 2018 is they named the use of functional scent as one of the top trends. And we can only see it exploding. Like I said, Dr. Z has his brand new book, The Essential Oils Diet, that just came out a couple days ago. It came out very early May 2019. So make sure you order yourself a copy of that. Um, but, you know, companies like, say, Sage in Canada, which have exploded and now they're moving down to the States. You have essential oils. Um, you know, the use of diffusers. or You can get diffusers everywhere now. Walmart sells diffusers, London Drugs. You know, you can get them at 7-Eleven practically. So, you know, diffusers used to be one of those things that you would only find in kind of the, the hippy-dippy health stores. Um, and, you know, some, sort of the smaller boutique gift shops. But now they're selling everywhere. I mean, even that show, there's a store at the mall called TV Showcase. You know, it just sells things from infomercials. And um, essential oil diffusers can be found there as well. So we have a great episode, but 
One of the things you got to understand about essential oils and why I think it's so important to understand this, um, to listen to this podcast is because as Dr. Z says, these are medicines. These have medicinal values and you have to know how to use these no different than you would give respect to, you know, any supplement you take. When people buy a supplement, what's one of the first things they do? They read the back of the box. You know, how many do I take? Do I take it with food? Do I take it without food? They check, does it, you know, interfere with any medication, stuff like that. When you get a medication from the pharmacist, what's one of the things they do now they give you the sheet with the directions they give you some brief uh talk about how to use it well essential oils you have to treat them the same way because he talks about how these are not the essential oils that we tend to think about historically now aromatherapy the use of scents to uh you know to treat illnesses or just to just just to have physiological or psychological impacts on you that's been used for thousands of years the bible references the use of essential or at least function. I don't really call them essential oils because as he talks about, they're not. That's actually a 19th century thing. But the use of aromatherapy is, you mentioned about 300 times, at least in the Christian Bible. Uh, it's used big time in uh, Indian Ayurvedic medicine, which of course goes back 6,000 years. The Egyptians were one of the first cultures to really strongly use it for perfuming and using the, the you know the scents and the different um, extracts from plants for different uh, means. So, he talks about how, you know, the essential oils today are, you know, hundreds and hundreds of times stronger than the oils that you would have read about in any of those historical books. But the fact is they have so many things that they can do for us. You have essential oils, you have smells that can elicit um yeah, it can give you energy. You have ones that can help you relieve stress. You have ones that go to sleep. They even have ones that can, you know, help you increase your memory, short-term memory and recall, which is great for instance, if you're studying for exams, you know, a lot of students are out there cranking, riddling and all these other different pills help them remember things, very unsafe things when you could, you know, maybe having a little bit of rosemary going uh, is going to be a great way to, you know, try to do that naturally. You have uh, things like cinnamon, which can help balance blood sugar. We talk about that. And he talks about even just the sense of things, even just the smell of things can do things like help you start to burn fat because even odors can trigger, you know, different areas of the brain. So he talks a lot about that. He talks about the, you know, how a scent can bring you back to maybe a positive memory, but also bring you back to a negative memory so lots of great information this one of the most important things we talk about is how you can use essential oils and there's really primarily three ways um, one is obviously in the air using the scent so that is having it go up into the air and you can use diffusers diffuser reeds you can use there's so many different ways we talk about my little necklace and the bracelet that I use when I go to the sauna that I can use to inhale we also talk about how you can use them topically, how you can place them on your skin. And he talks about the safety of that because certain ones like, like the aforementioned cinnamon, you just can't take cinnamon and put a drop of it on your skin. It will burn. And there's lots of them that will burn because you got to remember, and he talks about how concentrated these things are. And I think a lot of you may give a little more respect to it because I one of the things that drives me nuts is when people say, oh, essential oils are so expensive, you know. But they're not thinking about how much you need. Uh, and I think you're going to be really surprised. I don't want to give anything away there. But I think you're going to be really surprised to see how much of a particular fruit or flower you need just to make one bottle. And it might give you a little bit more respect um, for essential oils. And you realize that, you know what? Actually, these are really cheap and these are actually a really good price. 
Um, and then the final way is, you know, ingesting it. We talk about that because there seems to be a lot of controversy whether you can ingest them or not. And basically what he's basically what he says, you know, if they're good essential oils and we talk about organic versus non-organic and some of the things you ought to think there that, yeah, they are perfectly OK to eat as long as you, you, you understand them, just like any other supplement, as long as you understand it. Um, if you're on medication, some of them may interfere with some medications, some of them may make medications work better. So. You can eat a lot of them, but you just have to do your due diligence. But we talk about that. So those are the three main ways. Um, he also talks about his top five uh, essential oils. So if you listen to my interview with Dr. Stuart Fairmond, at the very end, I asked him to give me his top five spices to create, start creating your spice rack. Well, uh, Dr. Z gives us his top five um, essential oils to start growing your essential oil scent rack so let's just call it a scent rack um so i think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode there's so much great stuff i don't want to waste your time but i just you know essential oils and aromatherapy is so important in my in my practices with my clients and my coaching practices you know a huge part of what i do is talking about the environment and the power of your environment and one of the important things in your environment, is, you know, and one of the things that I talk about a lot is my use of what I call functional feng shui. And aromatherapy is a huge part of that. Um, it fits right in there perfectly because the odors, as I said, they have different aspects. They can affect your mind in different ways. And, you know, they can power different rooms in different ways. And, you know, it's kind of important not to get some of those backwards to a point, you know. For instance, um, I'll give you one we talked about. For just as an example of how I use them, cinnamon. Cinnamon is really great for focus and energy. It's awesome to have in the gym. Uh, it's, I use it in my, um, actually, in my Dr. Bronner. I get the natural unflavored soap and I use peppermint. Grizz you some great energy during the day. But it's maybe not one you want to use in the bedroom when you're trying to go to sleep. But, however, I've also seen people comment on, you know, uh, Facebook posts and stuff like that. I had one lady and she talked about how she loves using peppermint because uh, it, it actually, she says for her, she loves the scent. It helps her calm down. She loves using the bedroom. And I said, well, you know, that's kind of an energizer. And she said she knows that, but it's just something that she finds calm and relaxing. So there's, you know, there's definitely uh, scientific evidence towards things such as what myself and he talk about, how you can use it for energy. But at the same time, you know, different things, different things have different symbolism for people. Um, and, you know, she likes, she actually finds peppermint relaxing. So to reach their own. So I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. And remember, of course, if you do enjoy it, to please make sure you share it and definitely pick up Dr. Z's book. And as always, if this sort of stuff catches your interest and you're really looking to make your health transformation, you want to change your body, change your, you know, mental attitude, change your health, maybe change your family's health. You want to detox your home from all the different stuff. You know, we have now, we've had Dr. Fairmont talking about spices, Dr. Z talking about um essential oils i've had on jason mazik talking about the use of um, emfs and that sort of stuff in your environment we've had so many great talks and you know this is what i do with my coaching clients is i help you kind of go through all this and how to incorporate it and meet it in your life but meet where you're at i don't come in there and just you know tear apart your life and tear apart your house and tear apart your timing but rather you know i'm gonna start helping you just take these and piece by piece and start placing them into your life where they fit and we'll see how things fit and slowly over time we add a little bit more and we take away a little bit so it's always an add and take add and take add and take so if you guys are interested in that make sure you go to www.roralexander you can check out my coaching options there and you can also set yourself up there if you go to the coaching options 
you can go to the bottom of the page uh, you can contact me there's a lot of things but there's basically a little application form at the bottom you can fill it out and you can get yourself on a free call with me and that could be uh, just over the phone for North American if you're anywhere else in the world that could be done through Skype or any of the other dozens of ways that there is now to talk to people around the world very easily so hope you guys enjoy that please again like I said make sure you go to www.royalexander also make sure you follow my blogs um, I do lots of great stuff on there and my YouTube YouTube channel of course where this is going to be hosted as well so if you don't know when I do some of my videos uh, so my podcast I should say I actually do quite a few of them in live in person when I can so always go to YouTube um, I usually try to let you know this one for instance is audio only but some of them actually are videos but I also have different spotlights I do a lot of my just nutrition and health tips are on there I have playlists on everything from functional feng shui and your spaces to exercise to nutrition uh, to biohacking so lots of great stuff on there but with no further ado we don't want to waste any more time this is about Dr. Z and his book The Essential Oil Diets so let's get straight to, to it, it. All right, guys. So like I said, I am here with Dr. Z. How are you doing today, Dr. Z? I am super blessed. Feel great. Can't wait to share with your tribe. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, no problem. Thank you for coming on. Where are you right now? Are you in the United States right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm in it. You know, we, we don't travel too much now. We have four little kids, so we, we, do, uh, we stay local. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay, very nice. What's the weather like down there today? Oh, it's really good, actually. We've been dealing with some upper 70s, low 80s. Our garden is flourishing, and yeah, we're doing fantastic. Very nice. It sounds similar here to Vancouver. We've got the flowers going. It's about, yeah. uh, we do a Celsius, so it's about 20, 21 here right now. So I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it must be around that 70 mark, I would think. Yeah, feels great. Very nice. So why don't we do this? Why don't we, um, I find it's probably better if you just tell everybody quickly, give, give yourself an introduction, you know, brag about yourself for a minute, let us know who you are because you could probably do it better justice than I can. Yeah, my name is Dr. Eric Zielinski and most people when they see my name they're like, how do I say your name? So we've gone, <laughs> it's been many years now but my wife and I go by Dr. Z and Mama Z online and long story short, we know what it's like to be sick y'all. I mean we really really do. I, I battled with chronic and you know what? It's May. So it's Mental Health Awareness Month in that America. And so in, in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, we just birthed a new book called The Essential Oils Diet that was birthed out of our mental illness, my own depression, suicidal thoughts, my wife's eating disorder. And we know what it's like to be in a pit. We know what it's like to be in a dark place, but we also know what it's like to come out of it and, and be in the light. And so we are very much full of um, passion and a mission to helping people not suffer the way that we did. Like this is what we believe the reason is why we're on this planet. And so we're very much faith-based oriented and very tolerant and loving of all people. And that's so important mm -hmm. because whether someone wants to take drugs or not, vaccinate or not, whether someone worships my God or not, we just want to help people. And that has been really the 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 catalyst for our website, our books, our ministry, and and we've been very blessed to have millions of people visit our website, up to six and a half, seven million a year. Um, our books, national bestsellers, our podcast, the Natural Living Family podcast, and just lots of folks, and it's been very humbling, you know. 
Yeah, no, for sure. Very nice. Um, so you said books. So this is the you have your newest book coming out, which is the Essential Oils Diet. Uh, what was your first book called? The Healing Power of Essential Oils. Yep, that was just last year. So as my wife calls them, we have Irish twins, two babies in a year. So right after my first book, it just flew off the shelves like instant national bestseller. And my publisher was like, "Okay, let's let's go. What's next?" And I'm like, "Give me a minute. Give me a chance to breathe." There. <laughs> yeah. uh, how long did the first book take you to write? Oh, I mean, a life. I mean, seriously, it's one of those deals. But um, practically speaking, it, it was about three years of research and about four and a half, five months of solid, like up north in Georgia mountains in the cabin type of writing. And uh, this last book, we didn't have too much that much of a time. So we had to turn around much quicker. But thankfully, my wife helped me on that one. Yeah, I'm always interested when people write books. I like talking to them because I was just watching an interview the other day. I think it was, um, uh, what's the guy? I can't remember the guy's name, but he's the guy that you know writes Game of Thrones, and he was interviewing. Oh. St- and he was interviewing Stephen King, and Stephen King said, "You know, do you have any questions for me?" And he said, "Yeah, how do you write your book so dang fast?" Yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, he says he does uh, six pages a day, and he turns around on average three months per book. And I was like, "Wow!" Yeah. Where you know the uh, the Game of Thrones guys, you know, about four to five years usually on one book. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. So now you had said you were suffering from depression. Let's get back to that. So you're suffering depression and suicide, uh, you know, suicidal thoughts, at least I should say. Um, what made you go to like a lot of people have that, especially nowadays, it seems to be growing all these cognitive, you know, issues and stuff like that. What makes you go in essential oils route versus most people just think, OK, I'll go to the doctor and get some, you know, anti you know, depression medication. Yeah. You know, we need to we need to kind of put things into perspective. Here's the truth. Chemist, pharmacist, medicine, they do not create the chemical structures for the drugs that people take. They don't create them in a vacuum. The best example is aspirin. I mean, you go to the willow bark. Our ancestors have been using willow for years. I mean, thousands of years as an analgesic painkiller. So there's a chemical known as methyl salicylate. If you chemically extract that and if you synthetically create it, put a shiny white cover on it, now you call it aspirin and now you can mass produce it for pennies. And that's what we see for all drugs, chemotherapy drugs, autoimmune drugs, gut issues, skin issues, whatever. All these drugs have bases of chemical compounds. And that's what the essential oils are. Mm-hmm. So again, that is exactly the science that we're trying to tap into. And there are natural antidepressants, AKA the citrus oils, every citrus oil, lime, bergamot, neroli, lemon, orange, grapefruit, they all have powerful, powerful antidepressive qualities. It's almost impossible not to like feel better when you're around these smells. And so when you start to tap into the science, because they start triggering dopamine and serotonin, endorphins, and they help you feel better. They really do at a cellular neurological level through the power of the olfactory system, all science related. And so once I started tapping into that, once I started helping people, once I started publishing more work on that, I started getting the feedback from the people that follow us online. I'm like, you know, there's a lot more to it than just feeling better. What about losing weight? What about inflammation? What about serious diseases, right? Like cancer. And so we really start to just tip, in my opinion, touch the tip of the iceberg of what the healing power of essential oils can really do today. No, I agree with you entirely. But what got you kind of like interest in the first like did you just start did you just start researching essential oils just kind of whim the what did you grow up in a family that had them like what made oh, you yeah. Just, yeah yeah oh good question my wife she's been using essential oils since a very young teenager her mother's best friend is an ojibwa indian and she was all about herbal medicine and gave my wife her first kit when she was like 14 years old me essential oils weren't part of my initial healing story 
It wasn't until as a medical writer, one of my clients commissioned me to write a series of public health reports on essential oils that I was forced to actually forced to read dozens, hundreds of trials and write reports on them. And I, I was like, whoa, it hit me. And like mm-hmm. the science behind it hit me. I'm a, I'm a seeing the belief kind of person. If it doesn't make sense to me logically, then I don't really go with it. Right. Yeah. And so that is what really drew me. And so that was more of a professional endeavor. And you know how wives are. They're always so fun. I, every time I, I discover something in the tomes of research, I would go to my wife, hey, did you know this? Did you know that? And her with her nice little I told you so smirk says, yeah, I've been trying to tell you about this for years. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would, like a lot of men, I marginalize these things. The smelly stuff. Like I'm not going to go play beach volleyball with my guy friends smelling like Ylang Lang. They're going to take my guy card away. I mean – but I've kind of reversed that, the stigma, and now I love to, I love the aroma. And I actually get more compliments on how I smell from dudes than I do from the ladies. And I'm wearing all kinds of stuff all the time, and I love the aromatic benefits. Yeah, I know I'm a big fan of essential oils too. Actually, I, uh, I have different ones. Like I'm actually sitting right now in front of my diffuser, and I just have the orange going in it. Um, and then I have two that I wear to the sauna, depending on kind of what I am. I have, you know, those lockets you can get. It's like a necklace. Oh, yeah. And I, I kind of stop wearing that because it's just it doesn't quite hit the masculine card too well. You know, it's got the OM symbol on it. Uh, yeah, and yeah. one of my friends got me the bracelet, you know, with the, uh, the lava rocks. Yeah, yeah. And so you can put that in there. It's just, you know, it's more manly. It's kind of looks like wood and I can wear that. I can just smell it in the in in the uh, in the sauna. But yeah, I mean, I, I love essential oils. I guess I was actually was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, when did I kind of, what was my first actual, like kind of, when did I first started re, you know, even thinking, when was my first just taste of essential oils? And it was actually, I thought about it, it was like way back in 1985. Wow. And it was the uh, He-Man figure Stinkor. <laughs> so they I was really interested I, was re- I decided to read the history of it yeah so actually they, what they did is they baked Liang Liang right into the action figure so they yeah. had yeah they had him and, and Mossman they had Pine but they're just interesting because 30 years later you can still smell it because it was actually baked in but I was thinking I'm like that was kind of the, the <laughs> first uh, the first thing I ever got into essential oils so it was, it's just kind of interesting but let's go over let's go let's go a little deeper than 1985 why don't we talk a little bit about the history of essential oils because I think people you know a lot of people are seeing them you know like stores is like Sage popping up and I know you know London Drugs and everybody you know it's all I don't know what stores you got down there Walmart stuff or carrying them but they go back a little bit further than 1985 don't they oh yeah yeah our ancestors have been burning leaves and roots and making incense for thousands and thousands of years they've made pulses and salves by just soaking in plant matter like frankincense resin and herbs and olive oil and they just let that soak and that's what we know as an herbal extract well what gives those herbal extracts the medicinal property are that essential oils are being extracted out it's like a solvent yet here's the thing though until arab alchemist invented steam distillation in the ninth century a.d People didn't ever experience essential oils like we know them today because, mm. again, they have to be steam distilled. And so they, again, use their own salves and poultices. But now because of high-powered steam distillation and cold pressing, like how you get a citrus oil is you get the rind of the orange. You get the rind of the lemon and you, you cold press it. And it takes about 40 oranges to get that, not the juice, just the rind. And mm. so, again, our ancestors didn't have those types of chem- um those manufacturing processes. So what we know as essential oils are relatively new on the scene, about 100, 150 years old, and they've just taken off. And again, what we do now, what we use, these highly concentrated plant-based materials, again, 40 lemons or oranges in one little bottle, 35 pounds, just try to conceptualize this, 35 pounds of lavender 
flowers. Mm-hmm. Distilled down to get one itty bitty bottle of lavender. That's a lot, a lot of plant matter, right? Yeah. Now, it always makes you wonder how they can sell them for the, like a decent price because you think of it, just seems to me they should be a lot more expensive. <laughs> That's funny because people complain that they are expensive, and you're the first person ever to say that. And I've done this so long. So that's kind of, I'm glad that you come up to because it makes sense. It's like, how do you get 35 pounds of lavender? People are like, it's so expensive. No, it's not. I mean, it really, in terms of what you get, therapeutic, you know, um, I'm sorry, not therapeutic, um, um, experimental cancer drugs, that's expensive. People mm-hmm. are paying thousands of dollars out of pocket, at least in America. Like, that's expensive. You know, 15, 20 bucks for a bottle of oil, that's not bad. Yeah, no, no. Like, and that's why I was kind of thinking of it because you know, I kind of think about those things, you know, because like sometimes, like, I'm a big fan of infrared saunas. People say to me, well, they're so expensive. I'm like, yeah, but the benefits you get and the, you know, the, well, yeah. the 25 year warranty on them. It's not expensive. And the same thing with essential oils, because that's the same thing. You know, I do get people all the time. They, oh, they're, you know, oh, I can't believe, you know, like peppermint's up to eleven ninety nine now. I'm like, but you know, <laughs> but, but I'm like, I can, I can see where they're coming from. You see like a 10 mil bottle or whatever. And you think, wow, yeah, but, yeah. but when you like, you say like you do, like it's 60 oranges just to get you that bottle. You know, and the, and the work they have to go through, it's actually very cheap at the end of the day when you think oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, very much. Yeah, because I know, I mean, I know, like, looking at history, I mean, I know the, like, because I I've, I've like to research on, like, the history of spices and essential oils and stuff a bit. So I know the, the Egyptians were, like, big fans of it. It's something like 300 mentions of it in the Bible, of course. Frankincense probably being one of the most well-known ones in uh, religious medical culture. But, I mean, they've been using them in, in traditional Chinese medicine. Ayurveda is huge into that sort of stuff. Have you been over to India or any of those countries and just kind of seen how they use them at all? Or No, no, you know, we, we, we really don't travel that much out of the country at this point with the young children that we have. But, of course, I see that most of the research coming out is out of the Middle East. But we do need to remember, though, it's important. Like when they mention, when the Bible mentions frankincense, the Bible was referring to the resin. It mm-hmm. wasn't the oil. They didn't have the oil back then. Again, okay. steam distillation wasn't invented until the 9th century AD, and that's really important because people don't look at essential oils today in the right context because they are highly caustic. They're highly concentrated. Like you're not going to go to the pharmacy your local drugstore and just take a handful of over-the-counter sleep pills because you want to – no, you're going to read the instructions. And what we're trying to do is help people be empowered to know how to use these things because they can create unbelievable benefits, but they also can create harm if you don't use them the right way. Yeah, and that's actually what I want to talk to you about because they seem to be a lot of times, you know, very controversial. Like for instance, I do a little bit of uh, working with a nutrition store here, and I know one of their rules is we're not allowed to tell people. People say, "Oh, you know, can I eat this? Can I add this to this? Can I add it to that?" And um, you know, the only thing we can say is, well, you know, honestly, we're not allowed to tell you to eat them. So, can we talk about that for a minute? Um, like, like, can you eat essential oils, and what do you have to know? Like, let's get into that. Oh, yeah. I mean, our new book, The Essential Oils Diet, uncovers all of that. We actually show you how properly to incorporate essential oils into your culinary favorites. I mean, everything from your lemons to your – I mean, just think of it in this sense. What do you think flavors your, quote, natural flavored products? I mean, it's right there. If you live in America, y'all, the Food and Drug Administration, it's right on their website. Natural flavorings come, they are, AKA, essential oils. It's just a matter of whether or not they are synthetic or they're the real deal. Mm -hmm. So people consume essential oils all day long, but it's in micro doses. Like, what do you think makes your Coca-Cola taste the way that it does? It's a highly proprietary secret blend of essential oils. 
but it's again microdoses. So when you're trying to treat a disease like balanced blood sugar or lower blood pressure or fight cancer or inflammation, then that culinary dose changes to a quote therapeutic dose and now there's more care but that you need to take into it. But putting a drop of cilantro and a drop of lime in your guacamole, that's just heaven on earth in my opinion. And going back to the orange example that you talked about, you like orange and it takes 40 oranges to extract to get one bottle of orange essential oil. If you're like me and if you like to make a morning smoothie, I actually like to put a whole lemon in my smoothie. Like I'll cut a lemon in half, peel mm-hmm. and all, and put it right in my smoothie. I blend it up. That's about two drops of essential oils in there right because that's what is in the rind. So when you consume an herb, you're consuming an essential oil. So again, it's all based on dosing. And so again, in the book, the, uh, the Essential Oils Diet, we show you how to do that, but also how essential oils work synergistically with other bioactive rich foods. And that's a buzzword that, that you're gonna see more and more in the diet space. Hmm. Okay. Um, let me ask you a question, because you've mentioned it's the rinds and stuff like that. So this is a question that I've always kind of thought of then. How important is it that your, because you had mentioned there's synthetic ones and there's natural ones. So that's one kind of couple of categories. Now, because when I think of rinds, right, and you think of like an orange rind, for instance, where you, they're always telling you to buy those organic, you know, because those get sprayed with pesticides. So is it really important that your essential oils are all organic as well? Because if it's in the rind of, say, regular oranges and they're getting cold pressed, would the pesticides get into the essential oil too? Like, Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Um, yes, because essential oils are, um, are, are, are lipid soluble. That's really what they are. They're not even oil by nature. I mean, that's a whole different thing. They're, they're fat-loving, water-hating compounds. So they're not, quote, oil, um, but they are fat-soluble. They do, because a lot of pesticides are fat-soluble, they will suck in the pesticides. And so when people, they do have unorganic. But here's the key, though. Um, organic isn't a, a guarantee that it's going to be pure. Mm-hmm. There was a research um, conference in Rome, Italy back in 2014. And what they did was they evaluated the, the, the purity of, quote, said organic essential oils. And they found pesticide residues in several, including mostly, like you mentioned, the orange and the citrus oils. Because maybe your farm isn't being sprayed, but Monsanto down the road is, and there's r- drift wind and water runoff. And at the end of the day, what you want is you want a company that has very tight internal standards with third-party validation that they pay for because again the government doesn't pay for this stuff it has to be a company paying millions of dollars out of their pocket to make sure their stuff is legit you have to find a company that you trust that does the testing because if any oil has been contaminated these companies are throwing it out the door but the truth of the matter is organic the label doesn't matter because it's not a guarantee and if anything, it's more of a, of a ploy, a marketing ploy. So it really boils down to a company's internal standards to make sure they only promote good stuff. Hmm. It's very interesting. No, yeah, because I've always kind of wondered that. I'm kind of like, well, if you're not getting your oils from a good source, you may just be inhaling all those, like, you know, pesticides and herbicides. So that's good to know. Now, do you, now I, I, I tried to look, but I couldn't see anything. Do you actually, do you have your own line of essential oil? No, no you don't. No. Okay. No. And what no. made you decide that decision? Because that seems unusual. Like I know like Dr. Josh Axe, he talks about it, but then he has his own line, I think. What made yeah. you decide to not do that? 
Well, that's one of the reasons why, you know, there's a financial bias there. And I'm a trained public health researcher. And I got to say, that's something I learned in first semester in public health school. You you want to get your information from an unbiased source and financial bias is a big deal. That's why in every research trial, it has to say funded by, right? Mm-hmm. AKA, there's a little financial bias here. So we wanted to be unbiased. We also didn't want to alienate ourselves. And in the essential oil world, there you know, there there's a lot of territorial ground here. I mean, people are making their living off of selling them because of the network marketing companies and we just didn't want to align ourselves with one company because we knew we were going to alienate ourselves against another um and thirdly the fda the food and drug administration restricts freedom of speech of people who sell so technically okay. speaking if you sell an oil you're not supposed to make quote health claims so i couldn't by law talk about how oils can help you reduce blood pressure and diabetes and fight cancer if i'm going to be selling them and that's that's a sticky ground and so we're like, you know what, forget it. We're going to go neutral. And I think we are well, like the only people left doing that. I knew one other researcher, and I, I jokingly say he sold out to a, a big company. Now he's on their medical board. But bless his heart, he has a good job. Um, there are very, very few independent researchers, like none, beside my wife and I doing what we do. And we're, we're grateful. And we're grateful for everyone's support and uh, being able to share the word. Yeah, no, I, I like that actually a lot because, you know, sometimes I'll watch these things sometimes why these people, but I'm kind of like, is there always a backhand agenda? I mean, I'm not, I'm not one of those people that's super because I know there are some people that bring up very good products and, you know, they're there. But it, it is nice to know that, you know, you're not kind of bought by anybody. So I think that's a good, something good that people should know. Um, let's talk about the medicinal value. Let's talk about like you've mentioned a few things because. I think sense it's something with essential oils and the aromatherapy. It's one of those things that just gets so downplayed. We just kind of think of it as decorative, you know, maybe it looks pretty. Um, but there's so many, like I know the 2018 Global Wellness Summit, for instance, they named one of their, I think their top trend, I think number four, number five, somewhere in the top eight anyways, they only do eight a year. And that was functional sense. And they were talking about the use of functional sense as medicine, they think is going to be a huge growing trend. And we can just see that exploding. You type in functional sense, now aromatherapy for medicine. I mean, there's been in the last two to three years, but there's so many more blogs on it. So let's talk about all the different things you can do with essential oil if you don't mind. Yeah, I mean, we, we cannot discount the power of smell. And it all works through the olfactory system. And, and Yale University in the States is really just tapping into it. And we know that when, when you smell something, there's a physical particle being emitted into the air. That's the volatile organic compound, what we know as essential oils. So when you put your nose into a rose and you smell the aroma, you're actually smelling a physical microscopic particle that hits the, the nerve cells in your nose and saying, hey, there's something here. But what it does, it triggers a what's known as the olfactory cascade that directly affects the limbic system, your primal brain, your mood, your memory, your emotions. Mm-hmm. So the best example is how many people have fond memories during the holidays, right? And you remember grandma's cookies being baked during Christmas time. And whenever you smell these cookies, even today, 50 years later, it brings you back. It literally brings you back to that emotional state mm-hmm. of hanging out with grandma and having fun. But on the flip side, what if you had in a traumatic experience where there was a strong aroma and people don't realize that essential oils and even just smell in general, your aerosols, your your perfumes, colognes, whatever it is, like if you were married to an abusive husband who wore a certain cologne, you could encounter that post-traumatic stress experience 20, 30 years later if you encounter a man with the same cologne. So we're just tapping into this. This is why it's so important when people are going through therapy to use smell wisely. And here's the cool thing about it, especially people, again, in mental 
Mental Health Awareness Month, in the spirit of Mental Health Awareness Month, for those people battling mental health issues, whether it's depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, when you're going through a state of healing and therapy, using certain essential oils during your therapy can bring in and, and help you be an anchor. It can literally imprint your brain like, hey, this is a good smell. Mm-hmm. This is a happy smell. This is a smell that's bringing you to healing. This is a smell that's helping you restore. So once you go through the other end, you see and you're in the light, you're healed, you're restored, you're doing better. 10, 15 years later, if you have an episode, if you fall back or a flashback, you can go back to that smell and it'll bring you back to that moment where you had your emotional recall healing. And we're just tapping into this right now, but it's so powerful in so many ways. But that's just the inhalation benefit. You could, again, we talked about ingest them. And that's when we're, we're, we're referring to medicine. I mean, they do have potential drug interactions with any other medicine, just like your supplements do. People shouldn't just be taking supplements willy-nilly. Like if you're taking something for a, quote, therapeutic dose, it could have an interaction, positive or negative, with a drug. So if anyone is taking any sort of drug, you really want to talk to your doctor and your pharmacist and hope to God that they understand about essential oil chemistry. Because some in America just say, like, forget it. Just stay away from all that stuff. Just take my drug. You want to find a doctor that knows what they're talking about and that could help you navigate this world a little bit. Um, but yeah, there are exceptional ways of using them internally. In my opinion though, the most effective is topically because you get the inhalation benefit because you're like a walking diffuser. Like if you put essential oils on you topically the right way, you'll be smelling them for the next hour or two until Mm -hmm. your body completely absorbs them. But also because of how, um, because of how small they are, and because of they are um, lipid soluble, they will penetrate into your bloodstream within minutes. So you get the full systemic effect, whether or not you're trying to treat a chronic issue or you just want to feel better. Like you'll get full body effect. Um, the caution, though, is just don't slather a bunch of essential oils on you without diluting them. I yeah. mean, again, they're super concentrated, and I burned myself doing that, not knowing any better. So, yeah, there is and there are some really good guidelines. We have all of them in our book, The Essential Oils Diet, how to dilute them, what to do, what not to do do. And once you spend a couple hours, and I'm asking people, spend a couple hours though, get some learning down before you start using them on your kids and pets, get the basics down. That's really all you need to kind of use them at Mm -hmm. the beginning. And if you really want to start treating disease, and like some people are, if medicine has failed you, like a lot of people have experienced, then you want to put a little more effort into it. And you want to learn more. And you want to buy some extra books. You want to maybe take the, the, the video master class my wife and I created just to really get deep. You don't need to be a, quote, aromatherapist, though. And that's something I want to encourage you all. Like, you'll see that online. Oh, you got to be a aromatherapist. Says who? I mean, I don't need to invest 300 hours and $5,000 to become a certified paper aromatherapist. It doesn't work like that. Trust yeah. me. And I have friends. And I've gone through aromatherapy school. But I don't want to restrict people. Yeah, everyone, what would you think if I told you that you can now have an in-depth personal roadmap into your body's complete health? This means no more guessing at which diet you should be on, which exercise classes or programs you should focus your limited time on, what sport your kids should focus on for that shot at a future scholarship, or even what possible health issues you may face in the future that could be avoided if you only did something about them now. Well, I can tell you this, and you can do something about it with a trusted Canadian wellness genetic testing company, DNA Power. 
you can now get a second to none deep view into your unique and personal genetic makeup in many key areas related to your ongoing everyday health. And DNA Power provides the most comprehensive wellness DNA testing available on the market today, testing over 73 areas and 240 genetic markers. And honestly, doing it is so easy. Follow the simple directions, take a quick cheek swab, and then toss it back in the mail using their self-addressed prepaid return envelope. Honestly, I ask you, what could possibly be easier than that? Then just a couple weeks later, you get your very own easy-to-read, high-res PDF personalized health reports to help you make smarter and decisive decisions grounded within your personal genetic data. Learn about your genetic predispositions to metabolize macronutrients, lactose, vitamins, how does caffeine really affect you, fitness responses, how well your body handles key hormones, how well it detoxes, and so, so much more. Then you can use that easy to understand information to help manage your weight, dramatically increase your chances of preventing future disease, and improve both your performance and physique. Experience a dramatic health transformation when you work with your genes instead of against them. This is literally the next generation of preventative healthcare, meaning you can finally take power over your own health. Test options include diet power, a look into many of the key areas of your nutritional needs, Fit Power, allowing you to know what exercises and programs are right for you. Health Power, which include reports on inflammation, methylation, detoxification, and hormones. Brain Power, giving you much needed insight into your personal cognitive health. And with cognitive issues on the rise in North America, who honestly doesn't think that might just be a really, really good idea? And then finally, for those of you who want every tool possible to take control of your health, total power, giving you all seven genetic tests. Get your personalized DNA power test by going to www.dnapower.com and using the code ROARALEXANDER at checkout to get an amazing discount off the Diet Plower Plus Fit Power Combo. Now this is the combination that I think everyone at the very least should have. DNA Power is literally a game changer when it comes to your health or even your family's health. Take control today. Go to dnapower.com. Use the code ROARALEXANDER at checkout. And now let's get back to our show. So I was going to ask you actually. So one of my one, I'm just uh, one of my questions. So you because you touched on already is so you have a course you can do online. Did you say you have something you can do online? Like how? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we actually have a free viewing. I mean, if people go to essentialoilsforabundantliving.com, or maybe easier, you can go to naturallivingfamily.com, which is my website, and then you'll find like banners for it. Just sign up for. We have a free viewing. It's a ten day free viewing. Gives you access to watch all of the videos for free just to get a sampler and see what you like. And for people that want to join the class, you get books and resources and DVDs and all that stuff if you want it. But yeah, I mean, th that's our service. We've had over now nearly 500,000 people watch it the last year. It's been like, whoa, I almost can't believe it. When I look at the I, like 500,000 people and many people, 
have been uh, blessed. Many, many people. Hmm. Now, you had mentioned if, um, diluting it. What, what, what makes a good dilution? Like, what kind of carriers are people looking for? Because you just can't mix into anything, I would imagine. Like, what are some of the better ones you would suggest? Yeah, any fatty vegetable oil. I mean, olive oil is the most ancient, probably mm-hmm. the best. I mean, at the end of the day, best for everyone to get started because everyone, most everyone has olive oil. Hopefully it's good olive oil, and that's a whole nother discussion. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are buying olive oil that really isn't olive oil. And um, it, olive oil is one of the trickier oils on the market because they're so adulterated. So you got to find a good, pure, cold-pressed olive oil. Um, or coconut oil is another good one. Now, if you have access to a local health food store, some people do, or an aromatherapy supply store, you can get jojoba, sweet almond, um, fractionated coconut. That's like known as oil, right? Yeah, MCT, but that's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but it all depends on what you're trying to do. You know, again, all the recipes are in our book, and it really makes sense. Like, if, hey, if I want to salve something thicker, something like that as an emollient, I'll need to use like a thicker oil, maybe like a shea butter. If I want a little roll on, something on the go to put in my pocket, my purse, my car, my office drawer, then maybe I want something thin, more liquid. Maybe the fractionated coconut will work better in that case. So, again, it all depends on what you're trying to do, but there are several. Um, several, and even when you're consuming them, you know, coconut milk is a great um, um, carrier as, and also an emulsification agent. So if you put a little bit of coconut milk in your matcha green tea latte and add a drop of cinnamon and a drop of peppermint, yum! I mean, that's what I drink every morning. I I love that. It really helps dilute and helps emulsify the essential oil. I get that in my morning drink. People who are coffee drinkers can do the same thing. Hmm. Now, um, you had mentioned earlier too about, you know, so you, what you're talking about is placing them on your skin topically. So let me just ask you then for an example, something like cinnamon, which has been shown to help balance blood sugar. If you were to put that on topically, you're saying that could get into your blood and it could actually help you with maybe balancing blood sugar? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, cinnamon, though, is extremely caustic. I mean, you have to very much, very much dilute that or it could burn and it will burn your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just make that point. So, yeah, research has shown that topical application of essential oils will penetrate into your bloodstream within minutes. And the thing about it is they just don't stay there. And this is kind of interesting. Unlike drugs, which are really completely never metabolized. Ever. I mean, that's why a lot of people have biotoxic buildup in their organs and their fat cells. Essential oils get completely metabolized. Like they will not be detected in your bloodstream within like an hour and a half, two hours. So the half life is very short, which also means, though, too, you need, you know, repetitive applications if you're trying to treat something like two, three times a day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we, yeah, again, you're looking at a therapeutic effect of lowering blood sugar. You want to be very careful under the guidance of a healthcare professional for sure if you're on drugs. But cinnamon bark, for sure, um, that has been shown. And same thing with Melissa oil, also known as lemon balm and lavender. Those are really good ones for blood sugar balancing, which we know help reduce hunger cravings, sugar cravings, and help um, reduce weight, which is actually one of the, the recipes that we have in our new book. Yeah, I, I, actually, I was listening to another podcast where you actually talked about your fat blend, a fat burning blend, I should say. Yeah. And I, I actually made that myself and I mixed it with a shea butter. I have some yeah, shea nice. butter and I put that on usually two, three times a day. So uh, we can talk about maybe that formula in a minute. But um, I get, what I wanted to ask you was, um, so there's something you would just mention a second ago. Well, let's talk about your let's talk about your fat burning blend while I think of what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, go actually, love this. 
And this is something my wife, who's 40 years old, I got to brag on Mama Z for a minute. Mama Z competes at a competitive level for pageants. She's a, she's a, she was a pageant queen back when she was a teenager, young adult. And then when she got married and had kids, she took about a decade off. And now she's back at it. And last year, she earned first runner-up at the Mrs. Georgia event. And she won swimsuit at 40 years old, competing Dang. with girls half her age. And this is a recipe she came up with. Um, with my help and we did a wrap so people can do a wrap too to really get in I'll explain that in just a minute to get some really just extreme good therapeutic benefits it's like your infrared sauna you there's a lot you could do when you sweat and when you detox the right way so here's our fat burning roll on this is straight from the essential oils diet book you get a 10 milliliter glass roller bottle and you put four drops of lime oil in it three drops of peppermint three drops of grapefruit two drops of cypress one drop of eucalyptus and one drop of cinnamon bark. And then you fill the rest of the, the glass bottle with a carrier oil of your choice, like a jojoba, sweet almond, or an MCT slash fraction in coconut oil. And you just shake it up a little bit and you put the, the roller bottle lid on and you're good to go. And you can apply that on some of your problem areas, your tummy, back of your legs, under your arms. And that right there. Because of the oxygenation, because of the anti-inflammatory nature of these oils, they will start to burn fat. And what we've seen, research has proven that lime oil and grapefruit especially, because they're rich in D-limonene, like many of the citrus oils are, they trigger the brain to produce what's known as lipolysis, fat breakdown, just by hmm. smelling them. I was going to ask you, is that just by smelling them? Or, so that's not even internal. This is just by smelling them. Smelling. And that's the power of smell. Because again, hmm. what you smell can produce hormones, can produce neurotransmitters, can produce activities in the body. It's why when you smell smoke, something bad, like, whoa, what's going on here? Like if your house is burning down, your your, your body gets in instantly into that, um, triggers instantly that sympathetic fight or flight response. There's also that rest and digest. That's why lavender helps people calm and relax, but it also will give people the munchies if they use lavender all day long. Like seriously, people have been found to overeat a little bit because they're overusing lavender. It just calms you, be calm and laid back, rest and digest. Hmm. So you want to use oils at the right time, right? Um, cinnamon bark, again, helps balance blood sugar. Cypress restricts, helps, um, rest um, uh, not restricts, um, constricts skin and blood vessels, which really helps tighten the skin. Peppermint is great for energy boosting and oxygenation, and, and eucalyptus, again, is extremely anti-inflammatory. All these oils together help, but you know, if you want what Mama Z does during her pageant, which she's training as we speak for the next um, the next Mrs. Georgia event next month, is she wraps her body, like she'll she'll apply these oils over a part of her body, like her thighs or her tummy, and she'll put like a organic cotton cheese cloth or a muslin around her skin and then wraps that up with saran wrap, plastic. Mm. You never want plastic. Yeah, I was going to say, you wouldn't want to just wrap yourself in plastic because you get all the PPAs. No. <laughs> no, but when you have the muslin, that's what protects it. Mm -hmm. And you wrap that right before you go to bed. And that right there, you'll wake up in a nice, good, controlled, sweaty mess, and you'll see that. You look at her, and I kid you not. I mean, she does. She has the body of a 20-year-old, and she's worked hard. She exercises. She uses her oil. She Her diet is spot on, like from the essential oils diet, right? Wow. And so, yeah, I'm telling you, ladies. I'm not going to say it's going to help you lose 100 pounds tomorrow, but it might be that thing, men too, it might be that thing to help you if you've plateaued. And that's one thing, like you mentioned infrared sauna. Mm -hmm. I have found that infrared sauna, I have found that essential oils, using them in conjunction, a couple of these things help people if they plateaued, get to like the next level. And mm -hmm. also it helps expedite someone's weight loss or helping them find their ideal weight or just feeling better. Yeah, it's just a nice smell you put on after the shower too. I just like it. <laughs>
Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, I'm glad you actually brought up the saran wrap thing because it was kind of funny actually you bring that up. Because um, just yesterday I was watching, I was on Instagram and one of my friends, he's in, in Indonesia and he was sitting in the infrared sauna and he put on one of those, you know, plastic sauna suits. And I'm just like, what are you doing? I'm like, you're sitting in an infrared sauna to detox and you just covered yourself from your literally his face in, a, in just in a plastic suit. And I'm just like, oh, man, there's just so much people have to learn. <laughs> We don't think of it. And you know what? We just don't think in those things. In yeah. terms. But that brings a good question. Please, y'all, this is very important. Essential oils and plastic don't mix. Plastic, the petrochemicals are so weak, essential oils will just break them down. And you do not want to ever use plastic and oils. You always want to use glass, 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 glass. I just want to drill that in mm -hmm. your head. Because um, I've actually ruined um, dental appliances because I'd be like, oh, well, let me go clean my, my dental appliance with um, citrus and clove. Yeah like it disintegrated yeah, <laughs> it's no. like i'm not eight hundred dollars out the door learn my lesson that makes sense now you had mentioned before how uh, the oils kind of get absorbed really quickly in the and the smells now is this kind of why you know because i think of perfume right and i know like chemical perfumes they have things in them that make the smells last a really long time is this kind of maybe why essential oil perfumes haven't taken off quite as much because they don't last like how long does the aroma actually last on if a woman wants to use it as a perfume yeah, good question. I mean, really, just about an hour and a half, two hours. That's why a lot of mm. our outdoor summary bug bite removal stuff and deet, non-deet repellents only last two hours. You have to apply them a lot. Like, that is the thing, whether it is your laundry soap or your detergent or anything, that these, these smells should go away. I mean, <laughs> you should not be smelling something on your clothes five days from now. It's There's a chemical in there, and that chemical is causing the smell to be trapped in and that's another big thing y'all like you're putting that on your skin especially if your detergent has a smell to it what smell is it and a lot of people are dealing with skin issues because of that yeah i know i have um there's a doctor i'm trying to actually get on the podcast she does very interesting research on um like you know I don't really want to say the word VOCs because there's good and bad ones, but she, like, let's yeah. say negative VOCs, phthalates, that yeah. sort of stuff. But one of her biggest things is laundry. Um, yep. And yep. it makes sense because, A, you have all those toxic chemicals like you talked about, all those fake perfumes and everything that there's really no even rules what they can put in there. But then you add that to kind of like in the dryer to the high heat. So now you've got these chemicals and you're high yep. heating them at the same time. And then what people don't think about is you then have a vent that's dumping it right outside your house. And yeah. you maybe your bedroom or your kid's bedroom yeah. windows yeah. right above that, and it's all coming in. So, but one of the things I want to talk about because like some people get confused, um, especially when you see these diffusers running. So I think it's kind of important if we talk about for a minute a, a diffuser versus incense because you look at a diffuser and it looks like smoke, but it's not smoke, is it? You know the the uh, the diffusers where the steam comes out of them. Yeah, you know they are steam distillers so they're mm -hmm. water so you have this water tank and this water tank is just it's just water with a couple drops of essential oil and on the bottom is a vibrating disc that vibrates so fast so like millions times per second sort of thing that breaks up the water particles in the steam and breaks up the essential oils it's not heated it's just based off of it's called an ultrasonic diffuser that in my opinion is one of the most effective ways but again it's a nice light therapeutic dose it's nothing like um, a nebulizer a nebulizer isn't a, a special diffuser that only uses essential oils you put 30 40 drops 
of essential oil. And again, the same concept of this, this high vibration, which then emits pure essential oil vapor into the air. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful. Like you, you can only handle 10, 15 minutes of that. If you're trying to treat like a respiratory issue or a chronic panic attack, like that's what those are for. But okay. these steam diffusers, these ultrasonic steam diffusers, they're very similar to like your plugins or your aerosols. It's just like a nice, gentle throughout the day kind of thing. And you're not going to overdose on these things. Um, However, if you have kids or pets, just be cautious. Keep the door open. Have nice ventilation. Like, don't lock your your pet in a kennel and then have the diffuser running. Like, they need to be able to come in and go and breathe. And and you'll see though too, especially with pets, a lot of people are afraid of using oils. Well, no, your your pet's smart. And again, if you're not concerned about having your plugins in the house, why are you concerned about having your oils in your house? Like, that's something. Yeah. Just really put things into perspective. Same thing with your baby. I mean, many people aren't afraid of slathering all kinds of synthetic creams on their baby, but when it comes to essential oil stuff, like, ah, no, 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 it's so much safer. It's it's ironic, isn't it? Yeah, (laughs) but incense is something different depending on what kind of incense. It might be like just a frankincense resin or it might be like an incense stick that you burn and it produces a smoke. I mean, that's nice and it's meditative, yet you don't get nearly the therapeutic benefit as you would – not burning and having the essential oil being um, being steam distilled, in my opinion. But it's very nice in general if you want. I'm not a big fan of incense. I, I just don't like the smoke aspect of it. I like the steam aspect. I try to be careful of smoke in my lungs. And it's just a different thought. No, exactly. And that's why I bring it up because, you know, I lived in Asia for about six years. Um, and so incense is a big part of their culture. But I started researching a lot of incense and there's a like at the end of the day, it's it's still fire and smoke. And yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of studies that show yeah. that it has as many toxins as cigarettes. Yeah. And then what they kind of brought up was a really good sort of fact because, you know, basically, let's say, let's say, you know, a lot of teenage girls and yogis like to, you know, light the incense in their bedrooms and stuff like that because they think, oh, it smells nice. You'll see it all the time. I can watch videos on people traveling in India and they, you know, they, they light it yeah. in their bedroom. But I'm like, well, no, you got to see how they use it. And if you go to Asia, any of the traditional countries, India, Hong Kong, you know, China, it's usually in temples with, you know, no windows and big rooms. I mean, incense is an outdoor scent, really, at the end of the day. It's not meant to yeah. be in closed doors. It's not. It's smoke. There's no healthy smoke. There's no such thing as a healthy smoke. Yeah, I agree. I really do agree. Hmm. Interesting. So now let's talk then about some of the um, some. Of the, so you had mentioned some of the other things. So can we talk about some of the there's, there's some maybe some categories. There's energy people are popular for immunity and maybe calming. Can we go through maybe those three and talk about your top choices for those? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one thing too, we we really try to focus on the holistic aspect. And in, in the in our new book, the Essential Oils Diet, we make a we make a point. And this is something that I want to challenge all of my my fellow aromatherapy um, gurus and essential oil lovers out there. You, if if you don't change your life and have a holistic, like really natural living type of mindset. Using essential oils, but eating a fast food diet, it's like taking one step forward, and, but three steps back. Mm-hmm. And and that's where I've seen people that change, that change their diet, they start to exercise, they have proper mind-body meditation, and then they use essential oils, it's like all the stars align. And everything works to another level. Um, and that's important, because some people don't get the results that they want from essential oils, and they listen to this interview like, well, those things didn't work for me. Well, how are you eating? You know, are you chronically stressed? Are you going through something right now? Like mm-hmm. what drugs are you taking? So I want to put things into perspective um, because when you do have 
that lifestyle. And then you use peppermint, for example, spearmint or wintergreen, something like eucalyptus or rosemary, something that we know are good for respiratory deep breathing, you'll find you get instant energy. Mm-hmm. Instant. And the people that don't, to answer your question about energy, for people that don't get like a little instant boost, I've found that there's a level of toxicity in their in their life. Mm-hmm. And typically people that are overweight, people typically people that are chronically stressed, their burden, their metabolisms have been compromised. They don't ex, they don't experience that little energy, that little like it's almost like you just drank a shot of coffee or a shot of espresso kind of like boost just by having peppermint. So you can apply these oils topically over your chest, the back of your neck before you exercise. You can create like a little um, aromatherapy inhaler like you go on Amazon, type up aromatherapy inhaler. They look like a little lipstick tube. Put them in your pocket, your purse, your car, your desk drawer, whatever. And those are things that you could smell and they will give you a boost of energy. Like it's been proven, like actually clinically proven to increase your VO2 max, to increase your, your, your respiratory rate, your jumping, your energy, you know, you just, just, you, you just power. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't know this and I've been saying it for years and it's a little secret in, in my gyms and studios is that I said, you know, a lot of the collegiate universities in the States, so they give their athletes peppermint sticks to yes. inhale when they're going for max lifts and stuff like that. I said, you pump peppermint into your gym, you are just going to get better yep. results, period, because it's been shown to be a very strong endurance and uh, endurance booster, even strength booster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And clinical trials have shown in the Middle East, um, college athletes just putting like one drop of peppermint in your mouth or a drop in water and drinking it. That has been a very effective technique. I would be cautious of people doing that because, again, some people are really sensitive. So easy, easy way, getting a teaspoon of coconut oil or a teaspoon of olive oil, putting a drop of peppermint in that, mix it up and boom. Now you don't have to worry about burning your throat or creating acid reflux. Some people might get that because, again, these peppermint, depending on the menthol content, is it's extremely potent and so that is very helpful too yeah no, you mentioned sure. what else calming was that mm-hmm. the other one you were? Calming, okay, yeah. calming calming and de-stress sort of thing yeah anything you know well that's kind of twofold it's a little bit different when it comes to stress and anxiety you have like the citrus oils neroli and bergamot always top the charts in the research trials like neroli and bergamot can stop a panic attack in its tracks are really effective for anxiety and also the ones that are sedative the one that really help calm and relax like the valerians the roman chamomiles the vetivers any of the woods the cedar woods the hoho the buddha woods um, these are fantastic. I mean, these have been used by our ancestors for, for thousands of years in their own rites, their own incense, their own salves and poultices. Um, and those are really good, too. Hmm. Yeah. The other things, too, is that people don't even understand. Like, there's even like ones that can boost memory. I think rosemary is one that's known yes. to boost memory. So like for studying, there's even immunity ones. Like um, I was reading the book, um, you know, the book Shinrin Yoku. I think it's Dr. William Lee. And he was basically took people out to the forest and he saw that the their white blood cells went up. And it was from, the, I think it was called the cytokines in the pine. So then what he said is he was wondering if you could bring that inside. So he took the, used the essential oil of Cypress and he actually showed people's white blood cells went up inside the hospitals from it, so. Oh yeah, yeah, and you'll see, and, and that's and that's the concept of, of our book, of bioactive compounds. I mean, what are, I mean, we haven't talked about this yet, but it's important because bioactive compounds are the non-nutritive substances. Like, you don't need these to live. I mean, mm-hmm. you need, you need carbs, vitamins, fats, and proteins and things to live. If you don't have that, you will die of deficiency ultimately. But non-nutrition plant-based compounds like 
phytochemicals that are rich in antioxidants like polyphenols, carotenoids, fiber. I mean, fiber technically isn't even vital for your health, but you need it or you're going to get bound up. You're going to have gut issues. Mm -hmm. Essential oils are actually considered bioactive compounds. So again, these are non-nutritive substances that when you consume them and use them in a variety of ways, just give you robust health. And it's about really just being balanced in that whole area and remembering, you know, we, we can't just focus on one aspect of food and nutrition and leave another aside. And that's something that our ancestors just did by default because they just ate lots of fruits and vegetables they consumed the foods that were rich in bioactive compounds and they just used essential oils as part of their world not even knowing what they were mm -hmm. yeah it was just a natural part of their life and i think a lot of people you know when we think of them you know essential oils too you know scents also carry symbolic you know meanings to them too for instance why you know like pine, you think of pine you, that's why they added in pine salt and lemon you know those are the clean smelling ones you know um go to a steam room that doesn't have eucalyptus and that's just kind of mm. weird <laughs> you have to when I, I, there's a one i go to because i have a place in thailand too um and the sauna where i go there then they don't use they don't use essential oils but what they do is they have this huge mesh kind of pot that sits right under the steamer and it's filled with lime peels lemongrass and eucalyptus and yeah. it's just it, it's just I can't go to a sauna without eucalyptus, which is one of the reasons I, at the very beginning, I mentioned the bracelet, right? That's what I put my eucalyptus drops on. Because for me to sit in a steam room, because you know, in North America now, we've become so scent adverse in a way, you know, at least in public areas, you know, you're not allowed to have any scents in them. So you got to got to carry your own eucalyptus with you. But it's it's such a difference. It just helps open up the bronch, you know, the, the whole lungs. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. I know. I love it, folks. You know, and what you're saying here is we really hold the power in our hands. Yes. And we could do it in a way that's very respectful too. And that's something, that's why I really like these aromatherapy inhalers. Um, I like having spritzers on me. I mean, there's so many different things you could do and so many different ways you can implement this and, and you don't have to like bother the person next to you. But I kind of wish we had that healthy pressure so that someone isn't you know, like smoking next to me and someone isn't like spraying perfume next to me. Like there is a double standard. There no, really is a double standard in our society. Huge. We like, need to shift that. Yeah, you get on an airplane and still a you know, woman's covered herself in perfume or even guys in Axe body spray. And I'm like, great, I'm stuck here now and you're filling me with parabens. But heaven forbid you put a drop of thieves oil on your fan to prevent you know some bacteria from getting to you. Everybody's yelling at you on Facebook, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. It's so funny. Let's talk about that just really quickly. I don't want to keep you for too long. We're going on uh, about 45 minutes now. Let's talk about some of the critiques or misconceptions. Do you ever get any hate mail? Is there any anything negative when it comes to this sort of stuff? Because I find this sort of stuff, you know, can can make a lot of people, especially the really, I don't know, what do you call them? The ultra science people go make crazy. Is there any negative stuff or critiques you get quite often? Yeah. Um, you know, thankfully, I have a team that reads my hate mail for me, and, and uh, every once in a while, I poke my head up. But I see this a lot on social media. You know, um, believe it or not, we get some pushback from our fellow Christians who criticize that this is, quote, devil oil, snake oil. There's a stigma in the church that anything that comes from the East or anything that's alternative is, is satanic. And when we were on the Christian Broadcasting Network had a piece on the 700 Club last year, like they got, they got lit up. I mean, Christians like, how dare you feature this devil oil on your show? It's supposed to be a Christian show. I'm like, so wow. there's a level of judgment. There's a level of, of very innocent ignorance, and I use that word very strongly but respectfully, ignorance mm -hmm. of what essential oils are where you have a group of people, and there's some, not all of them, but I'm seeing that 
Um, and you know what? We got to give Gary Young props here. And I, I noticed you mentioned Thieves Oil. From my understanding, and this is from my aromatherapy mentors who've been in the business and industry for 40 plus years, you know, mm-hmm. um, if it weren't for Gary Young, almost single handedly getting essential oils in the church, and at the time he was a Mormon, so he got them really accepted by the LDS church, which is why, if you look at it, all the essential oil companies, the big ones, are in, in, in Utah. I mean, I they're Mormon. I was actually like, raised Mormon, I did not know that. Yeah. So um, they're all in like Orem. And and so Gary Young got oils in the church and slowly and surely they started spreading out to all different denominations, not just the Mormon faith. Now they're in evangelicals and and Baptists and Catholics and stuff. So up until then, though, up until then, aromatherapy was for the hippies was for the New Agers, was for the patchouli, smoking marijuana kind of folks. And so there was a stigma. So that was one of the stigmas. The other stigma, of course, is that from medicine. I mean, just flat out, this was back to the vax, anti-vax argument we're having in America. There's a polarization in our country, and it's like you're either on medicine or you're not, and people see natural they see, quote, alternative as a threat. And mm-hmm. so, yes, of course, we've we've gotten a little pushback from that crowd as well. And it's like, hey, you can take it or leave it, but we're just trying to encourage. And by the way, this is a really, really important truth bomb for everyone listening. And if you're listening at this point, 50 minutes into the show, good for you. Our brave folks that braved <laughs> through all the way. You know, here's the thing. Um, there are very few contraindications that you shouldn't use essential oils while on any sort of treatment. You just need to know which ones they are. Mm. And so any doctor worth her weight in salt who is prescribing any sort of drugs or anything should give you thumbs up to do alternative natural things. And Mm. we have helped a lot of people, especially in the cancer space, because cancer especially, people are afraid of. And doctors who are uneducated will tell people, it doesn't matter what you eat, it doesn't matter this, just stay away from vitamins and minerals and essential oils while you're on chemo. Says who? Because research actually has shown the opposite, that essential oils help make drugs even more effective because they're lipid soluble. I mean, they kind of act like carriers to help the drugs be more effective. They work synergistically, I guess, kind of, in a way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'm cautious of that word only because synergy has like a really nice positive effect of how oils work together. Mm-hmm. It, but in a sense, they, they help them be more – because dr- drugs by default are always going to be ineffective to a point because they are not lipid-soluble and they cannot cross a blood-brain barrier because, again, they're synthetically made. And so when you combine them with something that is lipid-soluble, when you combine them with something that can cross a blood-brain barrier, for example, that can actually help. That can actually help treat something in the brain now, which it couldn't before. It, it, it blows your mind when you look at the potential of, of what we see in nature because fat is our friend. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just want to encourage and empower everyone um, just to ask those questions because we're um, – I haven't actually talked about this a lot because everyone wants to talk about my new book, but we're coming out with a documentary. We followed a breast cancer patient last year, and we're coming out with a documentary um, in November. And that was the one thing that really struck me about her story was her doctor, her conventional oncologist, was so against like anything natural and said, oh, it doesn't matter what you eat, eat whatever you want, but just take this chemo and do the radiation. And, and, and she <laughs> and she challenged him. She was like, are you kidding me? And here's the thing, and here's why I'm saying this. Yeah. We actually just interviewed for her for our podcast this last week, and she said something she didn't say in the documentary, which blew my mind. She actually um, she, she kind of monopolized his time for about a half an hour. And she was one of those patients that didn't go away quick. She had questions. And she got him down. She was like, are you serious? Like, why can't – what's wrong with vitamin C? What's wrong with this? He ended up confessing to her and said, look, I'm not trained in nutrition. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know. And so I'd rather focus on what I do know. And so there is a level of unknown that I'm just concerned about. 
But he said flat out, I'm not training the nutrition. I really don't know what's going to happen. And for me, it's better safe than sorry. And she's like, well, I'm going to go have my vitamins, my vitamins and minerals and oils. And he goes, okay, whatever you want to do, whatever. And he just got out the door. But it was a very interesting confrontation, she told us. When she challenged him, he ended up saying, you know, I don't know. I really, really just don't know. And that's what we see in medicine. They're, 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 they they kind of fake it till they make it kind of thing. And most medical doctors, like 99% of them, aren't trained in supplements, essential oils, nutrition. They don't know anything about food. No, they don't. And it's interesting that, you know, it's interesting, too, that he would, because instead of him saying, you know, I don't know any about this, I'm not sure, you know, maybe you should go talk to a dietitian or talk to this and that. It's They, they just go with the, well, no, it doesn't yep. matter what you eat. It's like, no, you just, like, you just said you don't know, which I get. I Awesome, you don't know. But then don't tell people just black and white not to do something, because that doesn't make sense, because you just said you don't know. So it's, it's interesting. It's just find how they go to the negative, just like, don't do it. Instead of just saying, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's great, but I, I'm just not the guy to ask. But interesting. Um, well, let me, um, let me ask you then, because I had Dr. Stuart Fairmont on, and we talked about um, building the perfect spice rack. Let's talk about building the perfect essential oil rack. If you could only pick, if you had to suggest five to people, maybe for five different things, what would your kind of, where should people begin maybe what you, to start building their essential oils? Oh, that's an easy one. Most people ask me three. I got an extra two here. Good, I can think. Uh, that's <laughs> awesome. Five, um, for sure. For, you know, I'm going to go with the four for sure that we feature in the essential oils diet book. These are the top four you need for, these are my top 2019 essential oils for weight loss, cancer fighting, um, blood sugar balancing and just helping you feel good. Peppermint, mm -hmm. cinnamon bark, mm -hmm. grapefruit, mm -hmm. lime, mm -hmm. And, and excuse me, and because you gave me five, I'm gonna add in clove because clove is such a potent antioxidant. It's great for oral health and it can help in a lot of different ways. It can really, it's that immunity booster that a lot of people are lacking. So cinnamon bark, clove, grapefruit, lime, and peppermint. Um, those are the top oils for 2019. So funny because uh, out of the five that I have sitting right in front of me, you just named four of them. So <laughs> intuitively, you know, your spirit's drawn. To, I'm telling you, yeah. you find that a lot of intuitive people that are drawn in that sense. You know, a lot of us are connected and a lot of, we're a lot of us, and this is something funny. A lot of us are doing the same thing mm -hmm. and we're just like, oh, you're doing this? Oh my. Oh wow. Yeah. Like, because we're being drawn to the light. We're being drawn to truth. Our bodies are craving and our bodies intuition are telling us you need stuff. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm going to, anybody that owns a business, especially a store, I'm going to eat on a little secret. Uh, and I've been telling this to stores for years. Apparently, they did a study, and an interesting thing is the smell of cinnamon makes people spend more money. <laughs> so yes. if you own a store, that's why if you're going to rock around a cinnamon bond in a mall, you're kind of like, you just want to, it makes you hungry. You just kind of want to shop. Use some cinnamon in your store. You might just sell a little bit more. So just think about that. Yeah, I love it. Okay, now let me ask. So, um, so then, where can people find about your book? Where can they follow you? Your book just came out. Was it like two days ago or yesterday? Yes, or? yes, it yeah. just came out May seventh. You can go to essentialoilsdiet.com. Um, that's it. Go to essentialoilsdiet.com. All the major retailers are selling it. And we have a really sweet special gift package for people that buy the book because we just don't want you to like be left with a book without any guidance. So we have demo videos. My wife shows you how to perform all the exercises. We actually, for those people watching or listening in time, by May 20th, May 20th, we're starting a brand new 60-day group challenge that everyone okay. who buys the book, you get a free invite to. And we have nearly 1,000 people sign up for that. So we're going to walk people through 60 days how to walk through this book. And you might ask why 60 days. Good question. 
because research has shown it takes 66 days to form a habit. And we're like, look, give us two months. Gotcha. And you'll find everything will change. Your taste buds, your habit, your daily activities, like we will guarantee you that things will change, hopefully for the better, that you'll find yourself doing things slightly different and that we're trying to help people develop lifelong habits on how to eat better, use essential oils the right way, exercise, mind, body, prayer, meditation. It's all one. And it takes some time. And we find that two months is just about enough time for lifelong transformation. Yeah, that's what I love about technology nowadays, too. Like you said, you don't just get the book like you used to, but you yes. have videos to go with it. You can show stuff. It's just so much more interactive now. So that's great that you guys are doing that because a lot of people still don't take advantage of that. They still have the book, but they don't have – there's so many things where you could show videos to go along with the book and turn it almost more into a, a multimedia platform, yeah. the book, than just, you know, it's a black and white book. Um, is it available on Amazon, of course, I would assume, too? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everywhere. And, of everywhere. course, you should try to, you know, uh, you know, try to shop at your local bookstore, obviously. I always to support the bookstores too so yes please local bookstores <laughs> yes because they're they're fading away although apparently my friend works at the big chain here and she said actually last year they had a very good year compared to the last couple i think people are coming back i think with the whole holistic thing people are coming back to books we're starting to turn our backs a little bit on technology which i think is a good thing um where can people find you on instagram facebook do you have twitter uh, snapchat like what, what kind of things do you have and where can they find yeah you? yeah you know the easiest thing is go to naturallivingfamily.com and we have all of the links to all of our social media stuff you can get plugged in right there. Join our, our weekly newsletters and, and digest and things that we offer for free as our gift to the world. But yeah, naturallivingfamily.com. Awesome. Is there anything else that you want to touch on quickly or any last message you want to tell people before we go? Something that I maybe didn't bring up? Um, a message of hope. You know, having helped a lot of people, having gone through a lot myself and my wife, we've, we've just, we're convinced. I mean, God created our body, bodies with the remarkable abilities to heal themselves. We just have to do our right you know, we just have to do what we know is right. And if you don't know what's right, we, we have some solutions for you. And it's not expensive. It's not hard. It just takes a little bit of work and faith. And just have faith that you could be better. Whatever it is, that there is abundance and that you can feel good. You can be proud of how you look. And, you know, the future is bright. Awesome. Well, that is a great message. And again, I'd like to thank you for uh, taking the uh, whole hour here to be with us today. I think we learned a lot and I'm looking very forward to uh, your book. And everybody, make sure you go out there and grab it. That is The Essential Oils Diet. You've been listening to the Health by Design podcast with wellness architect and functional lifestylist, Roar Alexander. If you enjoyed this, please make sure you share it to all your social media so I can get the word out there. And don't forget to join me at www.roaralexander.com to get all the latest updates, blogs, podcasts, and guest interviews with my special guests from all over the world, as well as to set up your own personal call for one-on-one coaching through my Health by Design life and body transformation programs. Again, that's www.roaralexander.com. I'll see you again soon. And again, thanks for tuning in to the Health by Design podcast.